Yes, hello, here we are again. It's another of those stupendously exciting episodes of Brass Monkeys. This week, episode eight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, how are you? Lovely to have you with us once more. Why haven't you been in touch? We want to hear from you. Uh, we're going to tell you how to get in touch with us shortly. But right now, let me just introduce myself. I am the one and the only Clyde. Uh, over there in the corner is Cuddles. Oh, no. And uh, he was here, but he's disappeared off again. Is our latest uh, member of the uh, Brass Monkeys team, Bingo. Hello. No, no, I was, I was just uh, making sure I wasn't on the same train that Margaret Ferrier was on. Oh, yeah, straight into yeah. it this week, aren't we? Clear. Yeah. I have to say, this week this week we have an awful lot to get through. It's a, a, it's a bit of a transatlantic special this week, because where America goes, we tend to follow. And at the moment, the great United States of America is, is disappearing up its own backside, and we don't seem to be far behind. Let's get straight into this week's Brass Monkeys News. So this is Brass Monkeys. Every week we start off our little episode by having a look at what's happening in the world. The world that we sadly all have to live in at the moment, which um, does seem to be decidedly surreal. Um, I think first things first, though, as uh, Bingo mentioned, Margaret Ferrier, the Scottish National Party MP, I believe, who felt a little bit unwell last week, decided to get a Covid test done before she'd got the results back, jumped on a train travelled all the way down from Glasgow to the Houses of Parliament, made a speech in the Houses of Parliament on Monday, got the result of her Covid test that said she was positive, hummed and hard about what's the right thing to do. I know, I'll jump on a train and travel all the way back up to Scotland. Obviously, her eyesight wasn't working. She should have jumped in a car and gone to Barnard Castle. I was going to say, wrong side of the country. She should have headed to Barnard Castle. Seriously, I, I'm I'm just going to hand over to you both, Cuddles and Bingo, because I, I have been literally self-combusting over this story. So uh, ha- have a chat between yourselves while I just go and douse myself in petrol. I mean, water. <laughs> yeah, be careful. They're, they're easily mistaken. Yeah, it's, um, it's proof positive that uh, you don't have to be a nasty Machiavellian man pulling the strings at White hall in order to be a complete dick about covid it happens to uh, the snp as well so uh, how long before we get the other the other lot coming in before labor and uh, the lib dems and then northern ireland and everyone else jumping on quite literally on the same train to say yes we've all done this we've all headed up and down the country it seems to be the thing to do now he set a bit of a precedent hasn't he mr cummings how are we in this situation how have we got a government that's telling us to do one thing and i don't in my it's certainly not in my lifetime i've never ever experienced this before where they're saying yes do this do this it's almost like 1930s germany again yeah well that's the that's the scary thing isn't it it's um yes do as we say not as we do and i mean again case in point this week the prime minister's father was seen out and about shopping without his mask on oh, oh, oh well oh, yes i'm sorry i completely forgot about that of all the people in the country who you would think would be trying to keep his end of things up it would be somebody related to the prime minister who lest we forget was off ill with covid and quite close to death at some point sorry what cuddles a- was wasn't it the same stanley johnson who 
who, during lockdown, took himself off to his Greek apartment, supposedly to make sure it was COVID safe, ready for renting out to anybody. Ah, yes, that hypocritical twat. Yes, that's the one. Well, again, that just um, completely reinforces Bingo's point, doesn't it? It's utter hypocrisy. And we're all supposed to toe the line and do as we're told, yet they can just run riot and do whatever the hell they want. F*** them all, I say. <laughs> just don't miss your words there, Cuddles, Sorry. will you? <laughs> Sorry, but, but like you, but like no, you, like you. you. Like you, though. I mean, I'm I'm in danger of spontaneously combusting with anger as well. Put me near a naked flame and I'll just go straight up, which is why I'm sat here in a leather bubble wrap and a bucket of sand on the floor at the minute. Not a good look. To get back to the point, it isn't a joke. I mean, the whole thing is so farcical. If you didn't laugh, you'd cry. And the only way to deal with it is just to sort of take one day as it comes and think, well, what madness is going to be visited upon us today? Rocket man! Now, here at Brass Monkeys, uh, you'll notice that we tend to bash the government on a, well, we do, on an absolutely regular weekly basis or whenever we manage to get one of our episodes out for you to enjoy. Um, But we're not limited to the Tories because that cock, otherwise known as Jeremy Corbyn, he thought it was clever to have a dinner party with eight or nine people around the table and then somebody took a picture of them all. I wonder if Jeremy's thinking which of his uh, his red comrades has sold him out. The thing is, it could be anyone because, you, you know, I've, I've seen people uh, in, in the, the area I, I'm employed in uh, trawling Facebook, looking for people out there not wearing masks and not social distancing. And it's just like, what are we turning into some sort of Stasi? I'm not defending Jeremy Corbyn, though I am very, very far left of uh, this conversation. Um, but I just don't get why they all have to act like dicks well do you know what i think a lot of it is divide it's 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 ruled by division and actually when when you said about the 1930s germany it reminds me of something that cuddles sent the other day which was uh, all about joseph goebbels he was hitler's propagandist if you don't mind cuddles i'm just going to quote exactly what you sent me whether or not it was spoken by him directly or not I don't know, but I think we can safely say that we know this was very much the way the Third Reich operated. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Actually quite chilling, isn't it? Oh, just just the word I was going to use, that is absolutely chilling. And even if it wasn't absolutely uttered by that man, it was certainly his modus operandi, wasn't it? And it's also the modus operandi, even more chillingly, of the man currently sat in isolation in a big white house somewhere at the end of Pennsylvania (laughs) Avenue. And also the um, the blonde twat is running the show over here in Downing Street. Now, speaking of the blonde twat, so this week we saw him once more willing out his uh, his two experts, Chris Whitty, who is the chief medical officer. He's a professor, Chris Whitty, isn't he? I think he's a professor, which yes. is even better. And special scientific advisor, Sir Patrick Valance. And you know when he wheels those two out either side of him that we're going to get something meaningful or not. Mm-hmm. So this week we well, basically... You hope. Well, exactly. We don't generally get anything of any sense out of Boris. What I hear then, Alexander. (laughs) Alexander. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, what we got this week, Boris 
again, really trying to play his Winston Churchill. All these, do you know, all these parallels with 1930s Britain and mm. Germany are actually getting a little bit scary, aren't they? Yeah. What I found really interesting is Boris had got tripped up this week when talking about the rule of six and and where you could or couldn't have people coming together. And it's all very complicated. And quite frankly, wherever you are in the country, if you don't know the rules that apply to you, well, you have my sympathy because Boris doesn't. Um, the people that he wheeled out on telly this week and in various media interviews, Gillian Keegan, training minister, she didn't seem to know what the hell was going on. And Alex Sharma, he was basically saying, well, these are gotcha questions that have been set up to trip us up. Well, no, it's not good enough. You can't say they're gotcha questions. Boris goes, oh, well, what you need to do is go go check the websites. What fucking websites? Auto Express? <laughs> DIY not? <laughs> House today? Well. Yeah, it's about as useful. <laughs> they can't tell me what the House, current guidelines Parliament are. today. That might be useful. Jesus. No. No, I mean, but don't forget, this man's got form. When Corona was first sort of on the ascent back in sort of uh, March, April time, he didn't bother turning up for half the Cobra meetings. It's perfectly true that I have had some drugs. <laughs> You are listening to the world-class, world-beating... Where have I heard that expression before? This is episode eight and a bit. What do I mean by that? Well, in order to go any further, we have to do a blinge transition. Transition completed. Are you still there? Are you? I'm not sure if I'm still here. Where are you there, Cuddles? Uh, I'm just about clinging on. What happened there? I I was sat there scratching my monkey backside and all of a sudden I'm here a few days further on in time. It's all gone weird. What the hell's happened? I'm a bit concerned. We seem to have lost Bingo. 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 No monkey monkey left behind, Uh, except on this occasion because I can't see him. Well, hopefully Bingo will appear in some form or other before the end of this here episode whatever you want to call it what do we call these these outings that we have have you any idea what we should call them cuddles an unpleasantness an unpleasantness a bit like our government so we've moved forward from where we were 30 seconds ago or so when you were listening to this apparently ordinary episode of brass monkeys otherwise known as episode eight this is sort of episode eight and a half the world's been going bonkers since we recorded the first part of brass monkeys eight When I say bonkers, I think the word surreal comes to mind. Who would believe, I don't know why I'm even asking this, Cuddles, (laughs) but who would believe in 21st century America, land of the free... Allegedly. Uh, Oh, yeah. That um, some redneck militia, right-wing redneck militia, would decide it was a good idea to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Editors, insert banjo music now and stand back. Yeehaw! What the hell's this about? I'm just looking at it. I'm on our friends, the BBC's news website. FBI busts militia plot to abduct Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, we shouldn't laugh. This is very serious stuff. Serious shit. But it sounds like a load of rednecks have basically tried to kidnap this woman because she wants to try and keep them safe and stop them dying of coronavirus. And when you scroll down and look at the mugshots, my 
God. If um, you had to, if you had to say <laughs> typical redneck inbred simpleton, there's eight of them right in front of me now, and not one of them has got eyes more than a couple of centimetres apart from the other. They look like horrible mirror image effects that you get on your phone and you're playing with Instagram or whatever. All of them, all of them forceps births, all of them unplanned, all of them very, very simple. It's like the um, board game called Guess Who, where you had all the different faces and you had to try and work out who was who and you flipped them up and they all look slightly odd well trust me this is like looking at a macabre horror version of guess who get ourselves a picture of a ghost and that'll distract them we can go and get ourselves a governor <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> god's sake it's scary this really is scary stuff and if you want to point a finger at anybody who is more than happy to whip this shit up and stoke the fires of hatred and division it leads us all back to one person does it not oh would that be a certain i will be the greatest president for many 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 years to come What's scary, though, Cuddles, is that they're part of a group that's called Boogaloo Boys, okay? <laughs> now, the Boogaloo Boys, um, it's an online group of uh, right-wing fascists, whatever you want to call them, extreme libertarians. Um, the term Boogaloo refers usually to a civil war. And these guys, have they hate, they hate government. They hate everything to do with taking away their right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, a lot of them are pro-Trump. I mean, how does that work? It's like, do you not know what Trump is? I'm sorry. I've been very nice to you, although I could probably maybe not be based on the way you have treated me, but I wouldn't do that. Well, again, it just shows how one side is using the other. They're that thick that they can't see that the big orange simpleton in the power at the minute is using them, making them think that they are the people he represents. He's using them as his foot soldiers. He can happily let them run riot and go and do all these terrible things that I'm sure he's more than happy that they get on and do. But then he can deny any liability and go, oh, these aren't the sort of people we want in our country. We want law and order. But if this woman is doing things that upset people so much, who am I to argue? Well, of course, she's a Democrat, isn't she? Let's not forget that. Oh, well, there's your problem. There's your problem. Well, you know, what, what was I thinking? I'm sorry, I'll just step back now. It's unbelievable. It's not, no, but it's not unbelievable. Nothing's unbelievable now. No, I, don't ever is, say anything is unbelievable because the world is now proving to you day by day in absolute technicolour that the world is, is batshit batshit is a very good way of putting it what i find worrying the population of the united states of america is around about 320 million how many millions of those are there armed to the teeth in the united states a scary proportion but be grateful to god because (laughs) god provided a blessing for the one and only donald this week as he miraculously survived being attacked by COVID-19, or has he? He's described himself as feeling better than he has done for the last 20 years. He has called it a blessing from God that he got it. He said, I get it. I understand this. I've been to school, real school, not book school. I've been to school. For f- sake, man, 
What the hell is wrong with him? Why couldn't it just get him and finish the job? I mean, I'm, Lord knows I want to go back to America at some point. It's a lovely country and the vast majority of the people there are actually quite normal. And so I'm not threatening the president before anybody in the NSA nope, starts ni- picking up the phone. Neither am I. Neither nope, am I. None of us. But, do you know, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't have been the most upset little monkey in the world if uh, Corona had finally done the job. There he is spouting this bullshit about this cocktail of drugs they fed him, telling everyone he's fitter than he's ever been. Which tells you all you need to know about his level of fitness, probably. (laughs) But coughing away, um, clearing his throat, sounding quite raspy. And there was a, I believe he did a a phone call with one of his pet Fox News. Oh, one um, of the Foxies, yeah. Yeah, one one of the Fox News people the other night. And basically it sounded like he was as high as a kite. I think the phrase I saw was higher than a giraffe's asshole. um, I like that, that's great. On the drugs, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Or asshole. (laughs) And uh, basically was, I mean, I don't have the details in front of me, but look it up. Look up um, Donald Trump car crash phone call Fox News. I mean, that probably won't narrow it down particularly, but just go for the more recent... um, do it, you know, filter it by date and you'll probably see the most right. I think it was Tucker Carlson or one or one or other of these um, right-wing nut jobs who works for Fox. And even he, you could see, was trying to sort of press the stop button on the phone call because Donnie was running away with himself. I think he was absolutely full-on gangster tripping on whatever it was they pumped him full of. You are fake news. But doesn't um, that say it all? Doesn't it say it all when Fox News, the most partisan pro-Trump yeah. broadcast, on the planet mm. is actually going wind your neck in donald you are fake news well i think he has of late even started accusing them of being non-partisan towards him <laughs> i mean it's probably the worst crime in that country as far as he's concerned that even fox news the uh, the right-wing lapdogs aren't pulling pulling along and playing the game with him and i do believe that this this person was probably trying to do as much pr for the man if nothing else by trying to get him to shut the f- fuck up help yourself yeah exactly really we're gonna have to cut you yeah yeah you're breaking up mr yep yep you've 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 gone okay here's sports and uh yes away they go to a break unbelievable i mean it's not unbelievable it really i mean i keep saying but it's not unbelievable the whole whole world is quite literally gone to batshit i own a big chunk of the bank of america building in 1290 avenue of the americas that I got from China in a war. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, you need to keep listening to Brass Monkeys, where we bring you a, shall we say, light-hearted but erudite look at what is actually going on on the planet around you as you try and steer your way through the complete and utter, utter cacophony of noise. Bullshit, batshit, crap, bollocks, <laughs> assholes. You name it, they're all here. We cover them all on Brass Monkeys. And we'd love to hear from you, by the way. Um, Do drop us a line. It's uh, brassmonkeys at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, you can keep up with our our various utterings on our Twitter feed, which is, unsurprisingly, at Brass Monkeys, K-E-E-Z. It is the American spelling. Don't know why we did that. Actually, we do, because we like America. We just don't like certain people who seem to be in charge of it at the moment. But for how long? That is the question. Interesting, interesting development this week. Nancy Pelosi, who is the head of the Senate, has um, been debating with the Senate about Article 25 of the American Constitution. And it's all to do with how they can make sure that if they have a president who has lost his faculties, that they can actually boot him out. 
Is so, it retrospective? It's, it's, that's the problem, I think, isn't it? But interesting. It's like you almost think, seriously... We may even have a Space Force develop another one. Space Force. We have the Air Force, we'll have the Space Force. We have the Army, the Navy. The Americans had the opportunity to create their constitution having learned lessons from centuries of global history and they didn't add in a proviso about how to get rid of a batshit bonkers president when they with need nu- to. With nuclear codes in his pocket. With nuclear codes in his pocket. I know, sis, you couldn't make this up, could you? You really well, couldn't make it up. Well, you've got to hope, you've got to hope that someone in the White House has swapped that little bit of laminated plastic that he keeps in his inside pocket for one that just basically has all the uh, the order numbers for his local Taco Bell or something like that. So he phones up and goes, I want one number 27, I want, <laughs> want a taco, I, I want a burrito and I want lots of onions on it. And uh, somebody deep in a bunker somewhere goes, do you know what, I don't think I'll be pressing the button just about now and uh, let's carry on as if this never happened. Hello? Hello? Is anyone out there? We're survivors held up in a warehouse. Supplies are running short. Is anyone out there? Please, we need help. So you are listening to Brass Monkeys. This is episode eight and a bit at the moment. Uh, We have gone through a blinge transition, but we'll return you to normal service as soon as we can. Uh, I want to talk, though, about what's happening in the world. We, We mentioned about Scotland locking down today. Wales wants to shut its borders to English bastards, not let them in. I don't know why I keep doing that voice whenever I think about Welsh, but there you go. I won't do the accent. <laughs> um, and of course, the northeast, the northwest, uh, I think Nottingham, Manchester, it's a sea of red with infections going through the roof and it's travelling down the country. By the time you hear this, you'll probably know what the what the reality of that means to you, wherever you are. Next week, we'll see uh, some new measures coming in to try and halt the spread of this disease, which is, quite frankly, scary the way it's taken off. But there's just a sense that actually we're, again, reacting too late and, and we're chasing a horse that happens to be a thoroughbred. It's off and running and long gone and the only way probably, and I hate to say it, but probably the only way we're going to sort of get a grip on it again is to go back to the pretty much full-on lockdown. And I don't honestly think they're going to go for that because 
politically it's not an acceptable thing they're going to try to keep finding ways to manage it but every time they bring out yet another restriction we're heading more and more that way aren't we reality is it might only be for a couple of weeks but it's something to put in a bit of a fire break something that sort of says right okay let it peak come back down again then we let you back out again gradually but you know it's you you can't trust people to do what they're told and so ultimately we're just going to end up being locked away again And on that bombshell, I think it's time that we restore you to your normal programming. So stand by for the Blinge transition. Goodbye. Enjoy the future. Ciao. Or the past. No, I'm confused. No, absolutely not. He he would love you to believe that that is, that is who he is. But rapidly, I think the scales are falling from everyone's eyes. This sort of blustering image of uh, a Billy Bunter-esque, sort of fool who oh i'm i'm just a man of the people people realize he's not he's a devious calculating sack of shit who should be removed from power as soon as possible along with the vast majority if not all of his cabinet because not one of them knows what the fuck they are doing the problem is cuddles is we all know that as rational human beings the people that are going to continually vote for boris are the ones who oh, get brexit done don't i got get brexit done yeah. get, get done there there's your problem. And it There's doesn't matter. Your problem. Well, they we scream about it until they get Bruce done. We're stuck with him. They are and, though the British equivalent of the rabid extreme right wing who will be voting to keep Trump in the White House for many, 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 many years to come. New exciting things to try out. Um, the 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 app, by the way, the app that um, the world beating app. We were meant to have had, mm. I think, some months ago. Have you downloaded it? I don't know. Bingo was talking about this. Weren't it? Have you got it yet, Bingo? It doesn't fucking work. Oh, really? Because I've, down- <laughs> What's the I've downloaded it. I've downloaded right. it as well. And I did. I got quite excited. I did my first QR code scan in a, a venue the other day. I was quite excited. Um, and now I'm, you're telling me it doesn't work. Well, I, uh, full full declaration. I'm a bit of a geek. All right. Or don't think I'd be here if I wasn't. Um, and and I am a, a fully paid up member of the Steve Jobs fan club. So um, I have got a, a pre-release version of uh, the the latest Apple software. You can, any anybody can get this. This isn't something I pay for. You can go away and get it and download it to your phone, and it's uh, it's all fun. I'm actually stuck with it at the moment uh, for reasons which I won't bore you with right now. So I thought, right, late, like the latest version of Apple software, not the one that general public's got, like the latest one that's just come out of California. Right, this will work fine. No problems with it. Um, it didn't work at all the first one they've start, they've sent an update now uh, and now i can turn exposure notifications on but uh, i've i've done a bit of poking around and i've downloaded the app from ireland and the app from scotland and they they all work fine the only one that won't function on my iphone is nhs england <laughs> <laughs> and so it goes. It's just, I, I mean, hang on, I, I, the, the message reads, unfortunately, you can't run this app. This could be due to a restriction in your settings. For example, this is a company phone. It's f***ing not. Uh, or <laughs> another app on your phone is using the same technology and stopping this app from working. No, it isn't. So there you go. Um, before we get people angrily writing and going, well, you need to delete the Scottish one and the Irish one. Done all that. I know. I know where I kind of am. I was going to say, don't mess with Bingo when it comes to IT and stuff like this, because Bingo will, Bingo will out Bingo you every got a time. Fucking <laughs> massive forehead for a reason. T fell. <laughs> <laughs>
a proud simian. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's good in essence that people have been downloading it and it does work in a lot of cases. But it's just, I think we could forgive their failings. And I'm talking collectively about the government here. We could forgive their failings if it wasn't such a f- long list a litany of cock-ups. A collection, a clusterfuck. But it's true. I mean, it's absolutely true. I mean, they've had to rush out a patch for the, the NHS England one just this week because people were complaining the fact, well, I've had a test. I can't enter the details. It's not accepting the fact that I am clear. I can't tell people to let the app actually do what it's supposed to do, which just renders the whole thing completely useless. Apparently, people who had had independent tests wanted to update the system. They're going, oh, no, you can't do that. Why would you want to do that? Well, so that I can tell everyone around me that I don't have COVID and they don't need to worry if I walk past them and my phone talks to theirs and says, hello, how are you doing? You're all right. You got COVID? No, no, I'm good, actually. Thanks. How about you? I'd love to tell you, but unfortunately, I can't because I can't put it in this stupid fucking application that doesn't work. Just as a matter of interest, yes. um, what is your saying as the uh, the risk level? Are you oh, medium? medium. Everybody's medium. medium. Everybody's yeah. medium unless you're like in the meltdown zone. Exactly. If you're in Tlandudno or yeah. something, it's like, <laughs> eh, 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 run away, hide, do not try and exit, go to cover, put what put doors up against the wall, paint your windows white. All that. When you hear the air attack warning, you and your family must take cover at once. You are listening to the legendary world-beating Brass Monkeys. We might have slightly oversold ourselves there, but hello, I'm Clyde, that's Cuddles, and he's Bingo. Yes, I I believe the... um... The atmosphere up there is uh, somewhat less hospitable, certainly in the breathing way. But uh, but but if COVID's taking over, it could very well be that that's what we're going to have to get used to anyway. So who knows? Perhaps this is evolution happening on a very quick and sped up scale. <laughs> yeah, Venus sounds like it could be quite good. I mean, we could set up an air bridge, couldn't we? Yeah, it's perfectly safe. You don't need to quarantine when you get there. Well, not for the reasons that you might do down here, but... You might probably have to go and find yourself some oxygen tent somewhere for the next 10 years to work out what your lungs are doing with what you can and can't breathe up there. It's all fine till someone comes back and starts coughing. <laughs> you've, got the, you've got the Venus flu. That'll be the next... <laughs> the Venus oh, you, virus. The Venus virus. Oh, very good. Venus that's virus. That trips off the tongue, that one, doesn't it? That's, that's, a, that's my uh, worst Donald Trump impression. <laughs> the Venus virus for him could turn into the penis virus, couldn't the it? Pen- it was, well... Yeah. Because he is one. No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. And that will annoy him more than anything. And then he'll start acting like a wounded animal, lashing out more and more. And hopefully more and more people go, actually, he really is a bit of a dick, isn't he? And uh, hopefully he won't get voted in. Then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. What, anything? And just just drop that in afterwards. <laughs> we'll just be no, quiet now. that's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> This is Brass Monkeys! I thought you were going to say, no, that's bollocks. We'll do that in post. Do that in post. (laughs) 
Oh god! You all right, can then. sync them up then. I can. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, that's fine. At the same I'll do that. What we should do? I'll add this to the outtakes as well. We should then. do a chorus of it, like Ken Everett used to do. <laughs> no, so, no, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. And then let's, well, let's do. Let's do that now. Together. Let's do that now. Let's let's do a few. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. No, that's bollocks. That's bollocks. Well, I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, absolutely, and in other news, <laughs> this is Brass Monkeys. Hello, welcome. Hope you're enjoying this inane drivel that we put out every week to two weeks. Um, uh, do get in touch, and Cuddles is going to tell you how to do that right now. There are a number of different avenues by which you may approach us. You can first off try Twitter. We're at Brass Monkeys, B-R-A-S-S-M-O-N-K-E-E-Z or Z. If you're over there, try not to catch COVID from the president. Uh, you can also get in touch with us, brassmonkeys at gmail.com or just do a search on Google, look for Brass Monkeys, all one word, and we'll pop up somewhere. And if you feel an itch, then it's probably because we've given you one of our nits. Crabs. So it's just me, sorry. <laughs> You're listening to the world-class-beating Brass Monkeys. Hello, my name's Clyde, that's Cuddles, and here's Bingo. Hello, Bingo. Hello, hello. So, Bingo, you're uh, you're a bit younger than Cuddles and me, so therefore your your outlook on nostalgia is probably somewhat warped. Well, maybe warped's the wrong word, actually. Or maybe 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 not, because um, you know who the Hoff is, don't you? I am well aware of who the Hoff is. You yes. do know the Hoff. Now, the Hoff, um, you will know from listening to uh, Brass Monkeys episodes before you came on board with us, uh, the Hoff appears with alarming regularity on this particular programme. And I've been at a loss to understand quite why. I want to talk about the Hoff once again, particularly as the state of the world seems to be so completely upside down. But um, this... For those of you who are listening and thinking, hang on, I've missed this whole Hoff thing. I'm going to hand over to Cuddles here because you are the best person to talk about the Hoff, aren't you? I know that you're his biggest fan. Oh, I love the Hoff. How can you not like the Hoff? There's, there's a man who started his career, well, the career as far as most of the world got to know him, talking to a car that drove itself. Various exploits followed from there throughout the 80s. And uh, a man fond of a tight leather blouson, some tight black jeans and a very bouffant hairstyle basically he was a hero to so many people who grew up in a certain era throughout the 80s don't hassle the hoff as he's famously known to have said in the past yes david hasselhoff a man who starred in knight rider which was a story about a man who was taken from obscurity stuck in a black car that could drive itself do all sorts of clever stunts drive itself get you there get you back home in time for tea 50 minutes worth on itv everyone was happy tuck into your fish fingers and chips it was what we grew up on that and the a-team uh, we're back to glenn a larson again the man who basically owned uh, action action series with a yeah bit do of a listen in the to uh, earlier episodes of brass monkeys uh, to hear more about glenn a larson because uh, we've covered him a few times haven't we 
Yeah, well, I mean, and of course, David Hasselhoff then could do no wrong. He went on from there through the early 90s into Baywatch, which I'm sure we all know for various reasons. I don't know what you mean. Well, do you know what? In another life, I actually got paid to work on that series when it came out. You are joking. You are joking. No, no, no. Were you an extra? Were you an extra on (laughs) Clacton Beach? Clacton. Yeah, exactly. Standing there shivering in my speedos, trying, <laughs> trying to go. When, when do I? When do I get to meet Erica Aleniak? Is she coming down here? I'm freezing my nuts off here. Is, is that David Hasselhoff? Hey, I'll do. No, no. Um, yes, I. I have worked in the entertainment industry for quite some years. One of the series that came across the pond from our friends over in the states uh, was Baywatch. But uh, yes, so I got to enjoy it on a professional level, and I could wind it backwards and forwards as much. I as bet I you liked. did. I bet and you in- did. <laughs> and indulge, but it was, but it was that series that really probably brought David Hasselhoff to sort of mass market knowledge wasn't it everyone really got to know it was such a glossy showy thing it was required viewing on itv i think it was saturday nights wasn't it and as a result of that he then got his singing career going he he also previously to that of course helped bring down the berlin wall lest we forget by doing a concert next to it in 1989 just about at the same time that east germany finally realized they'd had enough inordinately popular in germany for some reason even before the fall of the berlin war he was probably the acceptable face of american capitalism that the (laughs) stasi would let you see and then when he became famous after the wall had come down and he was touring the former east germany part of his stage act was to kick down a mock berlin wall in a in a slight echo of spinal tap if you've ever seen that and uh, the famous miniature stonehenge i can't help but think and i think at one point as well he actually drove a radio controlled kit uh, the the night industries 2000 black car into said wall so that tells you just how big and how impressive the thing that, was on that stage that's the classic jump in the shark moment though isn't it oh, i, I mean really he, yeah, yeah yeah but he could jump the shark and make it look good in well, a kind of surreal way which makes me believe that he is who we need right now at this moment in global history. Let's just go. Let's go the whole hog. What do you say? We just go United States, United Kingdom. The Hoff is king. I'm not sure what Lizzie will say to that. Do you think we should run it by her first? Can you imagine the Hoff like stood, <laughs> stood on the parapet at Windsor Castle addre- <laughs> addressing his subjects? Oh, my God. Now, there's a surreal vision. King David. We haven't had one of those, have we? Well, a King David, one. yes, a King David. We should write to him. Should we do that? <laughs> should we write to the Hoff and, and let him let him know that we've been sharing our, our thoughts about this? I think How we should that do go? that. I don't know, but I think we should do it, don't you? Dear Mr Hoff, uh, enjoyed you knocking down the Berlin Wall on stage in the 80s. Fancy running a country, you could do it. But Fancy running the world, you could do it better than... But it's, but I uh, think no I think we should here. send it I sh- I think we should send him links to uh, these uh, episodes so that he can hear how much we adore him. Yeah, selected takes from the episodes. <laughs> well, no, I think no the whole hog just put it out there and you go come on Hoff, you know here you go this is this is the raw unedited this is the whole caboodle. Are the you pe- with us? Are you with people- us or against us? The people have spoken. We need you. We need we a need Hoff. Hoff. I think we should do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I am going to do this. I'm telling you now, Bingo and Cuddles, I am going to send a message by whatever means I can to the Hoff 
An SOS. Do, do you have to show a signal in the sky? <laughs> Projectors. <laughs> Calling the hop. I know. I know. You. I know. Do you remember in the 80s and early 90s, there was a beer called the Hofmeister, wasn't there? And it, and it, and it had it, that, it was it was a bear, wasn't it? It was the bear. So if I can maybe follow project, the bear, if I could project a, a, a follow the bear logo into <laughs> the sky, do you think maybe that could? <laughs> oh my god, I need to get some sleep. Oh Christ, I think we all do. Or more monkey juice, possible. more monkey juice. Anyway, um, <laughs> there we go. So I'm going to say Hoff for the future. There you go. That's uh, let's go a bit more highbrow now because, um, and I know for a fact. At least I'm, I'm pretty sure for a fact that this is something that Bingo won't be familiar with. But Connections was the most amazing series. I remember watching this when I was probably uh, adolescent, so um, just started my early teens, maybe a little bit before. But presented by a guy called James Burke, who had this, he had this unique look and a unique way of presenting his programme. And it was making science really well, it sounds a bit cheap to say it's sexy, but he made science really connected and really interesting. And the whole premise behind Connections was how it's... If you ever heard of the butterfly effect, which I'm going to let Cuddles explain to you because he's much better at this kind of stuff than I am. And I know he's also a huge James Burke fan. But, but the idea that the smallest of events can connect to the biggest of events is a fascinating one and one that I've taken with me all through my life. Well, you mentioned you you actually pretty much spelt out the butterfly effect fairly well there, didn't you? I mean, it's the if a butterfly flaps its wings somewhere in Venezuela, then a planet implodes somewhere three billion miles out in space. And how do we get from there to here? How things are linked, I think, was what Connections was all about, hence the name. And it was a very interesting and well-presented and very differently presented science series. It, it basically found uh, a, a fairly well-known man even back then, James Burke, who was a science writer and presenter. He'd been present, I think, for a lot of the moonshot uh, yes, TV he was, reporting. Wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. as I remember the Apollos and uh, yeah he would basically bestride the world in various um, various garb I think at one time I remember seeing him in a safari suit a la Roger Moore and one minute you'd find him walking along a beach giving his line to camera the next minute he'd be walking through the darkest part of Manchester the next part he'd be in somewhere in Mexico but it was brilliant because he could link all these seemingly disparate locations times places together and give you the reason why they all had a bearing on each other and it, it's actually a style that has been copied further down the line ad nauseum you only have to look at so d ream keyboard professor brian oh brian cox brian which is grains of sand in the in the hand of a baby who's somewhere out in space but ultimately <laughs> we all matter don't we don't we? See you next week, children. Sleep well. <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong. Brian Cox, I've got a lot of time for. He's, 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 bri- he's brilliant on Twitter. He just rips the shit out of the government on every opportunity. Oh, we should get him on side. Yeah, we should do. But can he, we see he, if we can get an interview with, with well, Professor we, Brian Cox? That well, would be cool, wouldn't it? Well, you seem to be um, taking on the role of our outgoing PR if you're getting in touch <laughs> with Hasselhoff. So. Hang on, let me just make it out here. So I've got to send messages to the Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> and Professor Brian Cox this week. There it's we quite go. that's quite a diverse retinue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and um, if if you 
if you look at connections and then you look at stuff that's followed on, I mean, Brian Cox's um, sort of Mysteries of the Universe, that sort of thing, you can see that the, the seeds were being sown even back there. It, it stopped being this piece to camera, very dull, very bland, here's some information I know better than you and I'm going to tell you it, now shut up and listen. My, uh, my favourite one was the one where he uh, talked about a California brownout. Now... Um... <laughs> We've all had one of those. Uh, do you know, are you bingo would react like that? Okay, so so bingo, bingo. I'm just going to educate you now. Okay, so you've I've heard about... I've, I've had one of these about an hour ago. So have you had a, you've had a brown out? Have you? Okay. Uh, so anyway, for those of you not aware, uh, if you have a power cut that that that's basically something trips, we generally call it a blackout. But uh, but a brownout is another term for uh, a, an electricity power cut. And and one of the episodes was was all to do with a mass part of the states. I think started in California, but it was basically a very very small event led to a huge power outage. And I remember it absolutely mesmerised me the way he explained it and and the science behind it. And and here I am many decades later, and I can still picture him with high voltage power lines in the background uh, it's a weird isn't it how sometimes you just remember these things so clearly cuddles you were me- you were mentioning about his his style of presenting as you as you said but what you didn't touch on was his whole eyebrow thing which was like <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah it's that. like yeah. a couple of couple of caterpillars wasn't it <laughs> but interestingly and and this is where i love doing these brass monkeys episodes we range far and wide over our subject matter from James Burke's connections, we take ourselves to the world of threads. Now, earlier, we played you a little clip of Protect and Survive. I think it's time for another one. Cue! So, Cuddles, tell me about the connection. See what I did here? <laughs> I've been planning this. Tell me about the connection between James Burke's connections and threads. You really are an old pro, aren't you? Yes, the connection is a man called Mick Jackson who directed the series and uh, then went on to direct a quite disturbing uh, TV movie, I guess you would call it, but it was actually a a made-for-television film made by the BBC called Threads, which was made in the very early 80s, right at the time when nuclear war looked like a very real thing to those of us who were old enough even then I think in our sort of teens to know that uh, things weren't great we had the forces of Reagan and Thatcher raised against whoever was in power in in the Soviet Union that week until Gorbachev took over they seemed to be going through them at a rate of knots and the Cold War was about as cold as it had been probably since the the early 60s and the Cuban Missile Crisis and we had cruise missiles being stationed at uh, Greenham Common there were all sorts of rampings up we'd not long had well within the last couple of years we'd had the invasion of afghanistan by the soviet union things weren't great basically between the west and uh, and russia or the soviet union as it then was and to pick up on this there was a, there was quite a lot of uh, drama being made a lot of culture was reflecting this this darkness and there's again there's another collection connection there uh the protect and survive that you heard earlier was actually re-recorded by the man 
Patrick Allen, a legend in his own lifetime, a man often seen flying around in helicopters advertising budget homes for Barrett, but he also was a, was a very well-known actor and voiceover artist, actually. Uh, he had narrated the original Protect and Survive films in the late 70s, but was um, coerced with a lot of money to do it again for none other than Frankie Goes to Hollywood in the early 80s for the seminal Cold War theme tune, you could argue, uh, Two Tribes, and re-recorded them with a few differences, but generally it was the same script that he'd, um, he'd read a few years before. Anyway... Um, I'm not Cuddles, sure I'm I'm just going to say, but... Cuddles, Cuddles, you go to the top of the class for that. That is brilliant. That is what Brass Monkeys mm. is all about. A round of applause for Cuddles there. Thank you. But any, anyway, to get it back to Mick Jackson, Mick Jackson was the man that directed this uh, this film, Threads, that was thoroughly disturbing. It was a no-holds-barred um, drama about the impact on two families in Sheffield uh, in the event of a what became a nuclear exchange and Sheffield was targeted because if you know that part of the world you'll know that what is now Robin Hood Airport up there was once RAF Finningley which was I remember going to an air show there when I was a boy you would you would remember that sort of thing it was it's only fairly recently it's not been in RAF hands but they used to have in the um, late 70s and early 80s based there were the famous V-bombers including the Vulcan which we all know and love the uh, the flying tin triangle but that's another story. It basically made Sheffield Sorry, and that message area. To, message to self, Vulcan. Vulcan. There we, go. we need to do Vulcan in an episode. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Uh, basically, Sheffield was a target because of this V-bomber base, and that was reflected in this story, and it's the story of what happens to these two families uh, in the immediate run-up to and then the um, fo- literal fallout from this nuclear explosion. And it pulled no punches it was horrific it was basically not a nice thing to watch but it was highly regarded very well received critically acclaimed it won awards and all sorts of things uh directed by mick jackson who was the man who had directed the series earlier on connections Anyway, Mick Jackson later went on to direct none other than the bodyguard the film starring kevin costner and whitney houston Indeed, he did. He not uh, that he I've went... ever watched it. No, I've I've seen it, but only in a professional capacity. Again, in my other life, apart from doing this, I have seen it and done things to it, as it were. But <laughs> that's that's quite a change, isn't it? From going, <laughs> we're back there again. But it's um it's quite a change from making highly influential um science education series with a vast budget that we would never see today unless it was something like netflix or amazon the bbc don't have two two pots to piss in do they actually just to go back (sighs) on that slightly around about the same time that uh, threads was being made i think it was about a year in fact it might even have been about the same time america did actually make an equivalent called the day after which i think i'm right in saying had michael j fox in i could be wrong i'm gonna look it up okay and there's um, another film that's come to my mind as well which was a made for tv film which had I think george clooney in it it's all to do with the breakdown of communication between russia and america and ultimately they destroy each other so quite a heavy film well there's a 
of course, the the most famous one there is uh, Doctor Strangelove, isn't it? Oh, that's God, a yes, yes. A breakdown of communication. And that, again, that's a topic for another day. But the the one I'm thinking of, sorry, it wasn't uh, Michael J. Fox, Steve Gutenberg, obviously uh, oh, known God, famously yeah. from the Police Academy movies. He yes. starred in that. And uh, 1983, so it was pretty much exactly the same time that Threads. And again, this one, whilst it was a bit more schmaltzy and a bit more... Uh, soap opera e it was still quite cutting and quite dark by comparison to the films that you mentioned like armageddon it wasn't all woo yeah we're going to save the day it was actually quite nasty and um it gave a lot of people i can remember it being shown on british television and the next day people coming into school going oh my god did you watch any of that and it was, <laughs> oh, what's the point we're all gonna die Hooray! You know, it's it all was, shit yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's bringing back memories, isn't it? It's all sounding slightly familiar, but uh, now, at least back then we knew who the enemy was. Well, at least then we knew that our, our arch enemy was uh, the space hopper. Oh, the space that hopper. Evil that evil face. face. That evil face. Mm. What was that all about? Actually, do you know what? The space hopper was actually a lethal a lethal weapon in the wrong hands, wasn't it? It the number be. of times, the number of times I've gone flying off in an unexpected direction as a as a young simian through bouncing <laughs> too too exuberantly on a space hopper. What a great great invention that was, though. How do you think the planning for that came about? Um, I think a drunken lunchtime somewhere in the West End. I think. Are you you know what a space hopper is, Bingo? You're not that young, are you? No, I've I've, I've experienced a space hopper before, but obviously I. I from a slightly different era to you. They never had terrifying faces on them. They just kind of had, you know, like, just regular faces. Um, but I was just uh, just stepping backwards ever so slightly, boys, just as you were, were chatting then, furiously Googling uh, the stuff you were talking about. It just looks fucking cool. It was. Horrific. Nuclear Horrific. War. But, oh. you, but, you know, bingo, you should watch it anyway. You no. should watch it anyway, because it's... No. I will stick no, to my cartoons do. and programs do. about... No, watch that, watch that, and then watch a good cartoon like Fred Flintstone or Tom and Jerry. Actually, come, hang on, I need to write another thing. God, this is a this is a hothouse of ideas tonight, isn't it? So, cartoons that are now un-PC, good. Marvellous! Right, Sorry, Space, space Hopper. Sorry, I just would say for the record, um, if you are going to watch Threads all the day after, but particularly Threads, don't watch it on your own and don't watch it when it's dark or you've got the curtain shut. I, there is a famous story. This this is all sort of off the record. There is a famous story. I know someone. I work with someone. It was a young sound assistant at the BBC. They um, they did all the audio laybacks for the, um, for the film at Lime Grove. And every half hour or so, he said they actually physically had to walk out of the dubbing suite, out the back for a cigarette, just to remind themselves the world was still there because oh. it was so immersive and so horrific that they had to come out. So I go, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> right, you've got a cigarette. And, that's um, a fantastic they go again. description. Right. I like that. That really brings it home. Yeah. Right, let's dub some more screaming and the sounds of burning flesh on, shall we? You know. <laughs> Not fun. You want me to do that, do you? Yeah, sorry, space hoppers. Yeah. <laughs> and on a lighter note, space hoppers. Sorry. Um, banging a space hopper is a euphemism for something, and I can't quite remember what. But... Oh, God, I've been having fun editing this. I really am. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah let okay. me look it up. But the space, yeah, the space hopper was great. I think we, we lucked in having the um, the scary face. I don't know why they toned that down. I think it was I wonder a warning why. to us all. So, 
around about the same time as um, Space Hopper came around, um, there appeared this strange game which consisted of a post with a spiral on it and a, a long piece of cord and a tennis ball on the end. It was the one and only swing ball. And what a game that was. If you thought it was dangerous bouncing up and down on Space Hopper, sending you flying into your dad's greenhouse, well, swing ball was guaranteed to put you in A&E with a bloody tennis ball embedded in your eye. It, it's just... It was one of those games where it would start off quite gently, but then the aggression would come in. And, and I, uh, for those of you who remember, part of the thing was how many times you can, in one stroke of your bat, you could get this ball flying around up or down the spiral. And it, it was literally, you're just throwing a, uh, you're hitting a ball uh, against an opponent and it's whoever can get their, the ball to the top or the bottom is the winner of the game. But yeah, it just brought out the worst in everybody. And it was lethal because depending on the cut that you hit the ball at, you could find the ball would, would go from like a foot above the ground to like six foot above the ground. You would never had any idea where it was going to end up. It's a fantastic way to torment your siblings though. I used to enjoy playing that with my sister. It was her swing ball. Um, but I used to, we used to get it out, stick it in the grass and it was never, it never used to quite stand up straight. Um, and and whack the thing and and actually aim it at her head. Um, exactly, so that's what I'm saying. It's the a aggression was good. Tactic. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great tool. It was a great great way of uh, letting out a lot of stress and anger at your sibling as well. They should and I bring think... back stuff like that. You don't get that anymore, do you? Kids have got no outlet to to beat each other up now. Um, everything's safe and you know the edges are all soft and rounded. We should bring back some really angry, violent toys that just let them. Get it all out. That is the thing about that game, though, is it brought out the worst in the people who played it, without a shadow of a doubt. And just as you, uh, Bingo, have uh, described playing it with your, your Simeon sister, um, I was exactly the same. Uh, I usually reserved it, though, for when I, um, or rather the family, had French exchange students came to spend summer holidays with me. God, how I used to detest those times. Really? <laughs> Why has this obnoxious French boy arrived in my house in the middle of my summer holidays? Why do I have to entertain him? Why do I have to speak French to him when he won't speak English to me? Why, why, why? I need to go and see my therapist again. <laughs> what is this? Uh, you're good. You are let throwing it your all balls out. at me. <laughs> Stop throwing your balls at me. I don't want to. <laughs> and I, I should get him on. And what made it worse? What made it worse? They're here tonight. You haven't seen them since 1982. (laughs) My mother had a go at me for being unfriendly. Unfriendly. (laughs) Jesus. What was their first clue? Getting the croquet back round the head or the uh, the balls (laughs) anally inserted? Clorax not existed back then, of course. Anyway. <laughs> not as we knew it. I feel I'm going down a rabbit hole here. So, um, do you know what, guys? We've, we've, had a, we've had a good chit-chat tonight. I think there's lots and lots of stuff's come out of here, some of which should probably have remained deep buried within my head. <laughs> but there you go. Um, so let's have a quick look at what's coming up next week here at Brass Monkeys. When I say next week, it could be, you know, a week, 10 days, two weeks, whatever. Don't come to us if you expect tight deadlines. Uh, there's another story. Um, but <laughs> uh, I just want to say um, thank you very much for the correspondence that we've received. Some of it is absolutely unrepeatable, uh, and we just like to say thanks for that anyway. But um, no, we're not going to change anything. Uh, so, yeah, the email address address is brassmonkeys at gmail.com. You can find us on the old hashtag Twitter at brassmonkeys. Z is the end of monkeys. So, brass 
M-O-N-K-E-E-Z. Um, we're thinking about a website if we can be asked, but then we're monkeys and you know we're a bit lazy. But uh, if you reckon a website might be worth a go, well, let's I heard, know in which form I heard, it might appear. No, I heard Bingo actually saying that he was uh, he was up for doing that. So well volunteered, Bingo. Did I say that? I, I, <laughs> bingo. Oh, thank you. I'm going to sleep when that happens. <laughs> it shall yeah. be done. As I you say, lose you lose. As I say. It's it's all about repeating the lie until it's believed, as Goebbels did. Okay, so yeah, Bingo, Bingo maybe, said maybe did. Bingo, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. As I say, you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. So thanks for that, Bingo. Brilliant news. We we'll look forward to seeing that in the weeks to come. Um, uh, uh, just looking forward to our next episode, though. Um, one of the things we are going to cover, apart from the fact that I'll give you an update on my correspondence with the Hoff and uh, and also who else did I say I was going to write to? Um, oh, yeah. Um, Brian, Brian Cox, Cox I'm writing to. Yeah. Do- one, yeah Do- one, Professor Brian Cox. Professor. Dear Prof. <laughs> anyway, I'll update you on... You're right. Cor- I'll update you on correspondence. And we're also going to... Look back at uh, a time when um, there were heroes in the world to save us. Um, I'm going to mention one film to you, which uh, is a it's a legendary film. Uh, if you don't know it, then uh, have a look around, do a bit of research, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. But where eagles dare, my God, if there's a time when we needed some people with balls to look after this planet, it's now. Go and Google where eagles dare. Until next time... I bid you farewell. This is Clyde. Over and out. Broadsword. Out. I've got no idea what you two are talking about, but I think that's us saying goodbye, isn't it? So bye. Who the hell is Danny Boy?